Want to hear a married couple fight over who's the greatest of all time, Jordan or LeBron? Absolutely. And it's Jordan. It's definitely not. But listen to our podcast, The Greatest, to hear who really is. Listen to The Greatest on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. It is Monday morning here on the 50,000 watt front porch where we update the latest in news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the Pensacola shooting investigated as terrorism. More in one minute. And in the wake of that Pensacola terror attack, are we being too soft on Saudi Arabia? Next. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The FBI is working under the assumption that the deadly shooting at Naval Air Station Pensacola was an act of terrorism. Special agent in charge Rachel Rojas confirmed the shooter's identity. He's a 21 year old second lieutenant in the Royal Saudi Air Force who was a student. Naval flight officer. Authorities believe the gunman acted alone, killing three people and wounding eight others. Federal agents are interviewing his classmates and anybody else who knew him. Secretary of Defense Mark Esper says the Pentagon is reviewing the vetting process for an exchange program for foreign nationals that admitted the Saudi officer. Why is that important? Not just because of safety, but overall, these types of programs, exchanges are very important to our national security. On Fox News Sunday, Esper said one of the first things he did yesterday was put out an advisory to all of the military bases in the U.S., He asked them to begin a review of what the screening procedures are with regard to foreign nationals coming into the country. Governor Ron DeSantis agrees that is needed. To have this individual be able to take out three of our sailors, um, you know, to me that's unacceptable, and I think it could have been prevented with better vetting. DeSantis said the shooter left a lengthy social media trail and had a deep-seated hatred of the United States. I noticed over the weekend that Trump was getting some criticism for being too soft on Saudi Arabia. Right. But the question I have for people is, what is the right response then? I mean, if he's being too soft, what do you want him to do? I haven't really heard a good answer for that, and we'll discuss it next. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A man is dead after a shooting in Volusia County. Deputies say the unidentified victim was shot last night in DeBerry on East High Banks Road, No arrest has been announced. There's no word on a motive. A girl is hurt after an accidental shooting in Brevard County. Titusville police say the nine-year-old was shot by an older sibling during target practice in the woods off State Road 407 on Saturday. The girl's in critical condition. A 34-year-old relative was arrested for allegedly providing the children with guns and leaving them unsupervised. NASA says a SpaceX Dragon capsule successfully docked at the International Space Station yesterday morning. The reusable cargo spacecraft launched from Cape Canaveral on a Falcon 9 rocket Thursday. The Dragon delivered thousands of pounds of supplies and science experiments to the crew aboard the ISS. In the NFL Sunday, it was a huge comeback by the Bucks, who scored the last 17 points of the game to edge the Colts at Tampa 38-35. Bucks quarterback Jameis Winston threw three more interceptions, but he also passed for four touchdowns and ran for another. 
Winston says they never gave up and fought hard for the win. The fact that our coaches believe in us, man, they really do. They really, we're not on the sideline like, oh, here we go again. It's like, hey, how can we do this? How can we win this game? And, uh, and I think that I, the teammate, my teammates, man, they did a great job of just being resilient and, and, and fighting. Sam Ficken booted a 44-yard field goal as time expired to lift the New York Jets past the Miami Dolphins 22-21 at East Rutherford, New Jersey. And Phillip Rivers passed for three touchdowns as the Los Angeles Chargers surged past the Jaguars 45-10 to at Jacksonville. It was quite a weekend for football, not just in the NFL, but college as well. And um, I understand the Patriots lost. You know, what? you know what? Did you have to? Well, I mean, people are probably wondering why Bud's not here today. Two really bad and calls. I, He's crying in his coffee. I think <laughs> I think he's at home sulking, just crying. He's in, like, the fetal position. In his Look, bed. I oh, showed up. Patriots. You want to get back to the news? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd rather talk about the New England Patriots <laughs> some more. All right, just go ahead. And how they lost no! for, the, for the first yeah. time, what, a 21-game home winning streak yeah. came to an end? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. amazing. It was yeah. sad. They were booing. In the third quarter, they were the whole Foxborough Stadium was booing. It was just horrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Those Patriots fans, best, <laughs> best fans Jeez. ever, best in football. They're still like ten and three or ten and three. Something. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. Wow. WFLA news time is six oh six. Prosecutors accuse Harvey Weinstein of misusing his ankle monitor. And considering what Harvey used to do to plants in his office, easy, easy. I really don't want to know what he might have been doing with his ankle monitor. Yeah, yeah. Let's spare, not go there. Spare some of the details. That there. story is online, though, at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. And this is Yaffe filling for Bud. Alan Spector here giving us the news at the top and bottom of the hour. Thank you for uh, really recapping what happened over the weekend with the Pensacola terror attack. There was a lot of information that came in. And despite that, there's still a lot we really don't know. Right. I mean, they say it seems like the gunman acted alone, but they're not sure. They say that some of the other Saudis were videotaping it, but they're not sure if they were a part of the attack or they just happened to videotape because it was happening. And the, the question remains, what clues did this guy leave in advance? Exactly. For example, he apparently was showing videos of mass shootings mm-hmm. to some of his friends. Not only that, but he took a trip to New York with some of his friends as well, like the week before. They're wondering if that's related to this. So there's still a lot we don't know, but it does seem like it's a terror attack. And the question is, do we hold Saudi Arabia responsible? And if we do, how? What exactly do we do outside of the vetting that uh, DeSantis and others want? They want more vetting with the process here of who we train to the country of Saudi Arabia, what do we do? That's the question I'm going to ask. 407-916-5400. But before we get to that, you might want to get your phone out right now because you have a chance to win a lot of money. We want to make you a millionaire. Be listening in moments for the keyword of the hour. Text that keyword to 200-200. And if you're chosen, you'll have a chance to match a four-digit code. If you match it, you'll win $1 million. 
If not, you still get a consolation prize of $100. It is the Million Dollar Holiday Contest from News Radio WFLA Orlando, where we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It is 608. 613 on Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Here's the first top story for you. The House Judiciary Committee holds another impeachment hearing this morning. Lawmakers will hear testimony from the top Democratic and Republican attorneys on the Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. The Intel panel recently held five days of hearings. Trump is accused of abusing his power by leveraging aid to get Ukraine to announce an investigation of Democrats. We're going to get into more detail in all of that in the 7 o'clock hour. And of course, we update the top stories every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. So at the top of the hour there, Alan Spector did a really good job recapping what the newest developments are from the Pensacola terror attack. And you've noticed I've been just saying it's a terrorist attack. Because it was. I mean, the FBI says they're investigating it like it was. But to me, all the evidence points to the fact that this guy hated America and this guy wanted to bring terror to America because of his radical religious ideology. But I noticed as well that some, especially on the left, all of a sudden want to be tough on Saudi Arabia. You know, when Obama was in office, they, they, they weren't so much about that. But all of a sudden, it's like Trump's not being tough. I mean, President Trump did comment on this over the weekend, and this these were some of the comments here that got him some criticism, but here's what he said. spoke with the king of Saudi Arabia. Uh, they are devastated in Saudi Arabia. We're finding out what took place, whether it's one person or a number of people, and uh, the king will be involved in taking care of families and loved ones. Uh, he feels very strongly, he's very, very devastated by what happened to what took place. Likewise, the Crown Prince, they are devastated by what took place in Pensacola. And I think they're going to help out the families very greatly. I wish he would speak up a little bit, you know, if he's going to do these conferences got, in front of the helicopter. Know, Kelly was just saying the same thing, and <laughs> he does it on purpose. You have to know. I know, I know, I know. Like, I know but, <laughs> but if you had a hard time hearing that, by the way, good morning, that probably woke you up. If you had a hard time hearing that, he said the king, the king of Saudi Arabia and the crown prince are devastated and uh, they're going to help out and help out the families that were victims of this. And a lot of people said, that's not tough enough. He needs to do more. And my question is, what? What do you want him to do? It's a real tough situation. I asked for calls on this. We have a call right now from George in Orlando. George, what do you think of Trump's comments? Do you think... He was tough enough, and if not, what should we do about it? Well, he's right what he says. You know, depending on the investigation, if there's more than one or two people, you know, you can't blame a whole nation on one person. You know, um, mm-hmm. we just have to vet better and make sure we find out who's going in and out from every base of the United States of America and out of the United States of America. It's not only in here. You know, all these terrorist attacks coming out out of nowhere – you know, um, what, in France, what, in different places now. You know, we're getting closer to the New yeah. Year, so we have to make sure. And, you know, we ready everywhere. And airports, and we just have to get ready, man. You never know what will happen. 
All right, George, I appreciate your call. It sounds like he's basically saying that Trump said the right thing. Governor Ron DeSantis uh, responded to this. I have a cut here from right after this happened. And he does say that Saudi Arabia owes a debt. Here it is. One of the things that I talked to the president about is given that this was a foreign national in the employ of a foreign service is uh, and, and there'll be time to do this. But but obviously the, the, the government of Saudi Arabia uh, needs to, to make make things better for these victims. Um, and I think that they they are going to owe a debt here, uh, given that this is one of their individuals. So what exactly that means, probably just monetarily. But the situation with Saudi Arabia is tough. I mean, President Trump being friendly with Saudi Arabia that's not new. Friendly. That's an interesting way of putting it. Um, <laughs> well, but I mean, that that's not new. The guy was George here for Jones. military training. We yes. sell a bunch of military fighter jets to other countries and such, right? I have to wonder, do we do background checks on them for real? Or we just trust that there are allies and we check our military allies well, accordingly? This, and this is one thing we're having to find out. This is one thing that they're saying, that we need better vetting. But there are people out there that are basically saying we need to be tough on Saudi Arabia as a country because of what happened. And honestly, I think we should be a little tougher at times because the kingdom there doesn't really help quell a lot of terrorism because of the ideology they're spreading. I mean, they'll go after some terrorist groups and some specific terrorists, but they also support the Wahhabists out there that promote that ideology hey, that my, spreads. My- but... If we don't, if we go after the kingdom, then Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, as bad as the king is, as bad as the rulers are there, there are groups in Saudi Arabia that are way worse. So if we're too hard on the rulers there and eventually take them out, it could leave a worse situation where Saudi Arabia is even more radical. Now, Yaffe, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't 15 of the terrorists from 9-11 come from Saudi Arabia? And now we got a guy here learning to fly and... He's changing his mind and goes on a shooting spree. Yeah. Uh, doesn't look good. It, yeah, it's it's because of the radical ideology, and a lot of that is spread in Saudi Arabia. But I don't really have a good answer for this because they're our ally. The kingdom, you know, the leaders there are not, you know, they're they're not telling people to do this stuff. So how do you respond? And if you go after the rulers there... There are even more radical groups within the country that would love to take over, and they would be way worse. It's kind of what's happening in Libya right now. We're going to hear from uh, Florida Representative Matt Gates in the next segment. Talk more about this and take your calls as well. 407-916-5400. Also text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. It's 619 right down now on Good Morning Orlando. Well, here we go again. Another criticism of President Trump. Always misunderstanding what he says. A number of American Jewish organizations say President Trump made anti-Semitic remarks at Jewish Business and Philanthropic Group Summit over the weekend. Trump told Israeli-American council members that some Jews don't love Israel enough and that some of the audience were not nice people at all but have to vote for him anyway. Critics said those remarks and others Trump made on Saturday play into the anti-Semitic dual loyalty claim often used to attack Jews in the U.S. and other countries. We update the top stories every 10 minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So we're talking about the Pensacola terror attack 
um, we were, I was asking the question, how should we respond? A lot of people say Trump has not been tough enough on them, that DeSantis is not being tough enough on them, that we really need to go after the regime there because they're promoting the ideology that uh, basically creates terrorists like this. But if you do that, what happens after that? That's the thing that I feel like a lot of people really don't have a good answer to. Now, one person commenting on this over the weekend was uh, Florida Representative Matt Gates. He was on ABC This Week, and uh, he talked about our relationship with Saudi Arabia. Of course, what happened in Pensacola has to inform on our ongoing relationship with Saudi Arabia. That is the message I directly delivered to the Saudi ambassador when she called to offer her condolences. There are Saudis that are currently with us that are being investigated. And I made the point as clearly as I possibly could that we want no interference from the kingdom as it relates to Saudis that we have. And if there are Saudis that we do not have that may have been involved in any way in the planning, inspiration, financing or execution of this, that we expect Saudi intelligence to work with our government to find the people accountable, or accountable and hold them responsible. And I was given every assurance from the ambassador that that would occur. You know, I think his comments there were right on. I think if you're going to be tough on them in the right way, that's what you have to say. So I agree with him on that. Now, he was asked next if he feels like Trump has been tough enough on them. Here's what he said. I am very grateful to the president uh, for being so on top of this. We've been communicating regularly, and I can tell you that what you saw from Secretary Esper in terms of ordering a review of this program is a consequence of the president's leadership. Uh, we need to have a review of this program, and it's my belief that as Secretary Esper is looking at the record-keeping, the accounting for these Saudi nationals that are in our country, the continuous uh, observance and monitoring of their activities to ensure that there's not radical while that's going on, we should pause this program. We should not be taking new incoming Saudi students until we are absolutely confident in our vetting process. Yeah, I've noticed Governor Ron DeSantis and Senator Rick Scott basically saying similar things, that we need to pause this program right now to make sure the vetting process is uh, done thoroughly and correctly. And uh, I, think, I think it's a good response. I think it's what you have to do. You know, it puts me in mind of another recent incident involving Saudi Arabia in which the U.S. really has not responded, and that's the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. And I criticized the Trump administration over that because, at least in that situation, it seemed like the king and the crown prince were directly involved, went after Khashoggi. I don't really see that here, so there's a little bit of a difference, but it's a tough situation. Yeah, because they're supposedly our ally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's take a call here. Let's go to Alan in Montverde. Alan, what do you think about this? Hey, good morning, Yaffe. I think you really earlier hit right on it with Melissa. And <clears throat> you have to remember in history when we when we helped to depose the Shah of Iran. Iran used to be everything was made in the USA, bought from the USA. And when we deposed the Shah of Iran or helped depose him by inaction, uh, the Ayatollahs took over, and history has shown what that's done. I think you were right on with uh, yeah. Gaddafi. Uh, Ronald Reagan had the true perfect answer for Gaddafi, and that is you don't say anything. You didn't tell the Democrats you're going to do an airstrike. You went into Gaddafi's backyard with our number one military in the world, and we took out a bunch of things that he didn't like taking out, one of them, which was one of his daughters, which, hey, collateral damage, that's what terrorists are good at. So, And for years, 
Gaddafi was quiet. He wasn't contributing to the PLO. Well, he actually dismantled craft. his. And that, that shut him up and said, hey, mm-hmm. any given time, you want to poke the pig, the pig's going to, you're going to be squealing, not the pig. So, um, and as to Trump's situation, I don't think Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton or especially former President Obama bending over to Saudi Arabia and giving them high condolences uh, the Democratic side of this coin, they have anything to talk about. I mean, they were party as yeah. complicit as anybody else. But, well, all uh, the all presidents yeah, it have. A, it is a tough situation. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like a giant oak tree. Once a 300-year-old oak tree, the roots are there, you can cut the branches off, and guess what still grows back? Same more branches. So that's a tough question. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alan? it's an easy answer. Alan, so, I appreciate your call. Made really good points there. Um, yeah, if you're going to criticize President Trump for being friendly to Saudi Arabia, you have to criticize Obama, Bush, Clinton, Bush before him. Right. We've been it's doing this since 1995, not... training uh, Saudi pilots and such. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's been a while, guys. I feel like Matt Gates and DeSantis uh, have really the right response here if we're going to do anything. Um, we'll see what happens, though. We really need to put pressure on them to combat the ideology. It's a radical ideology that spreads in that country that creates situations like this. And um, how exactly we do that? Well, that's why I'm not president, because I'm not sure. <laughs> Alan Spector has more news coming up. Another impeachment hearing this morning. And the, ma- the man behind beloved Sesame Street characters is gone. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 630. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Melissa Fox is here producing. Kelly is screening her calls at 407-916-5400. Alan Spector also here with more news on the impeachment hearings that start again today. That's right, Michael. The House Judiciary Committee holds another impeachment hearing this morning. Lawmakers will hear testimony from the top Democratic and Republican attorneys on the Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler is confident in the impeachment case against President Trump. We have to consider the evidence, which shows overwhelmingly that the president put his own personal interests above the interests of his country. It shows that, uh, and the evidence is virtually uncontested. Nadler tells CNN's State of the Union he believes they have a very rock-solid case. He added if presented to a jury, it would be a guilty verdict in about three minutes flat. Nadler also said he'll not be granting Republicans' requests to have witnesses like California Representative Adam Schiff testify because their testimony would not be relevant. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The family of the UPS driver killed in a police shootout in South Florida is criticizing the officers involved. Frank Ordonez was one of four people killed in last week's gun battle in Miramar between law enforcement and two alleged robbers. Ordonez's stepfather said yesterday his stepson's death was murder and police should have stopped it. You know, that might be something we should take calls on for Open Mind Monday in the 8 o'clock hour because... I think people are kind of split on that, how the police responded. Did they go too far? Yeah. So it's something we can talk about later. A search is underway for a man responsible for a deadly shooting at a party for a teenager in Ocoee. The shooting took place Saturday night at Club Phoenix. Orange County deputies say Miguel Gonzalez was escorting a man out of a quinceanera when the man shot him. The 25-year-old Gonzalez died at the hospital. The shooter remains on the loose. You may not know his name, but you know the characters he played. For nearly 50 years, he was the voice of Big Bird. Surprise! (laughs) And Oscar the Grouch. I love trash. 
Legendary puppeteer Carol Spinney died Sunday at his home in Connecticut. He was 85. Spinney, who suffered from dystonia, which causes involuntary muscle contractions, retired last year. He said before he came to Sesame Street in 1969, he didn't feel like what he was doing was very important. And Big Bird helped him find his purpose. Colleagues called him a kind and loving creative genius. Jane Metzler, Fox News. I think for a lot of people, they feel like they've lost a friend. Yeah, well, I was so a, many of us grew up. I grew with up with Sesame Big Street yeah. and Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. The final four teams have been announced, and the college football playoff is set. LSU, the number one overall seed, will face Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta on December 28th, while Ohio State will host Clemson at the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona, the same day. The winners of each game will face off in the national championship game in New Orleans on January 13th. Meanwhile, the Sunshine State's college football teams are going bowling. Florida plays Virginia in the Orange Bowl. It's Florida State versus Arizona State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And UCF takes on Marshall in the Gasparilla Bowl over in Tampa. Florida State, 6-6. Six and six. They get blown out in their final game by their in-state rival, and they still get to go to a New Year's <laughs> Eve bowl game. There's no justice. It's all rigged. Yeah, <laughs> the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Yeah, they're they, great. They are not great. Who do I call? <laughs> WFLA News Time, 637. I don't know, Ghostbusters? Okay. You, you don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. Check out our podcast on iHeartRadio. Updating another one of the top stories for you right now. A woman is dead after getting hit by an antique car in Volusia County. Daytona Beach police say 55-year-old Sharon Estelle was crossing South Ridgewood Avenue yesterday morning when she was hit by a 1905 Ford. Estelle died at the scene, but no one else was hurt. The car was towed from the scene, and charges are pending against the driver. We update the top stories every 10 minutes on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. And this is Yaffe filling it for Bud. By the way, don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at PMOWFLA, that's at PMOWFLA, or just search Michael Yaffe. By the way, that is my Twitter handle because I host PM Orlando 5 to 6 p.m. right here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The big news today is going to be the Inspector General's report on possible FBI abuses in their Russia, Trump Russia probe. Uh, we'll discuss it tonight on PM Orlando. Right now, we're discussing the Pensacola terror attack and. We have a few text messages, Melissa, and they all seem to be raising the same question. Yeah, they all are. Um, one of our first texters of the day said, you often see or hear that click of 9-11 deal that we'll never forget. But let's not forget the terrorists that were involved in that were from Saudi Arabia, which exactly is something I right. mentioned. Yeah. Fifteen of those terrorists for the 9-11 attack. There's another one that says, I think we should focus on where he got the gun how did he get it? That's ridiculous. Yeah, and that has been the focus, and apparently he bought it legally. He went to the store and just got it, and DeSantis was asked about that, and he said it's a federal loophole that needs to be closed, and he also said the Second Amendment applies to we, the American people, to keep and bear arms. It does not apply to Saudi Arabians. So apparently that's something else they're looking at, 
where they're trying to make sure these foreign nationals are not able to just go out and buy guns legally. Now, I also heard rumors that there were three of the six other Saudis who were holding up ca- uh, cameras or phones and videotaping mm-hmm. the event. There's um, some, there's still some questions about that because mm-hmm. Mark Esper, the defense secretary, over the weekend said they're not sure if they were a part of the attack or if they just saw it happening and pulled out their phones. Like, you know, that happens in a lot of attacks where people in the area, they hear something, and for some reason, the first reaction is to pull out the phones. We'll see what happens, but a lot of a lot of the Saudi nationals were contained and questioned. And as I said earlier with Alan Spector, there's still a lot we really don't know about this. A lot more information right. is going to have to come in. No, yeah, no, I know. I agree. It's, uh, it's going to be a mess. Yeah, we still have uh, people asking as well, wondering how he got the weapon onto the military base, if it's supposed to be a secure military base. Um, that's still more information we're trying to find out. It seems like he kind of shot his way through. But as I said, getting the gun in the first place was apparently easy. So not only do we have to focus on proper vetting of these foreign nationals before they even get here and are trained, but then we have to focus on the fact that there seems to be a loophole that allows them to purchase a gun legally, which uh, DeSantis says should not be allowed. But like I said, when it comes to Saudi Arabia, it's about combating the ideology that's spreading not only in that country, but across the Middle East. And it's much, much more complicated than just going after the leaders in that country. Because if you get, say, theoretically, you just get rid of the king of Saudi Arabia, that doesn't get rid of the ideology in that country. It could make it worse. Well, I'm also hearing, Michael, is that the Democrats are already using the Pensacola Terror Act as a, a way to push gun control. Oh, of course. Yeah, but I'm confused because I thought, first of all, as you said, you just cleared up foreign nationals I thought could not purchase firearms in active duty, military, gun-free zones. I don't know. Well, yeah, usually the... Those areas are gun-free zones, except for the military police. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, yeah, there was a federal loophole that allowed this guy to purchase a gun legally. And that's something I think Democrats and Republicans will end up agreeing on to close that to make sure foreign nationals can't do that. So, Yeah, if only we had more laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about terrorist attack, a guy like this, a radical jihadi, if he doesn't use a gun, he's going to use something wait, else. Wait, wait, let me get this right. A foreigner wanting to murder Americans didn't follow the law of the land? I know. Oh, exactly. So confused. Exactly. So speaking of foreign policy, what do we do about North Korea? They seem to be still doing these tests, and they're not getting rid of their nukes. We'll discuss that next in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. But before we get to that, I also have some really good news for you. Please tell us about and the citrus it, forts. Come on. Yes, uh, there's so a new announcement. Florida if I games. can find my paper on it. I know where it, it is. Just, it's here right it is. I found there. it. So I want you to get into some big time fun this holiday season with postseason college football live in Orlando. Some of the country's best teams meet in the Camping World Bowl on December 28th and Verbo Citrus Bowl on New Year's Day. For tickets and information, what you want to do is visit floridacitrussports.com. Now, here's the games that were announced over the weekend. You can watch the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines on New Year's Day at 1 p.m. in downtown Orlando. Then the other big game, which is Saturday, December 28th at noon in downtown Orlando, you can watch Notre Dame and Iowa State. 
Those are some two pretty big games. I go for the Notre Dame one. Yeah, and the Alabama, mm-hmm. as bad as they are. But you said <laughs> as bad as they are. <laughs> There's some people in this building, like our big boss, who are huge <laughs> Alabama fans. Yeah, I have I a feeling she'll be there. Um, for tickets and information, you can visit Ticketmaster.com or CampingWorldBowl.com. So over the Christmas holiday, if you're wanting to catch a couple of really big college football games, you can do it right here in Orlando. Got some more sports news for you right now. The Magic are in Milwaukee to battle the Bucks tonight. Orlando has won four in a row. They've had a little bit of a winning streak after Friday's 93-87 victory over the Cavs in Cleveland. But it's going to be a tough matchup because the Bucks have won 14 in a row. Updating the top stories every 10 minutes on News Radio WFLA Orlando. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. So we've been discussing most of the morning on how we should respond to Saudi Arabia if we should hold that government responsible for the terror attack that happened in Pensacola. But Trump is also getting some criticism because they feel like he's also being too soft on North Korea. And it seems that North Korea is getting back to their old ways. In fact, they carried out what they're calling a very important test. That's what their state media reported yesterday at a satellite launching facility that the U.S. previously said North Korea had partially dismantled and agreed to close as part of the denuking efforts. State media said the test will have an important effect on changing the strategic position of North Korea once again in the near future. Now, they're launching satellites, apparently, and they're claiming that the satellite launches are part of a peaceful space program. It's kind of like Iran, you know, when they were uh, building, they said peaceful nuclear energy, and we all knew what it was really about. Experts say they're likely disguised tests for ballistic missiles and rocket technology. The new test comes amid a deadline set by Pyongyang demanding the U.S. relieve sanctions and change its policy on North Korean denuclearization by the end of the year. Denuclearization talks have stalled between the U.S. and North Korea since the Vietnam summit in February over how much sanctions release Uh, North Korea would get for dismantling its main nuclear complex. Now, President Trump did comment on this when he was in the North Korea summit last week, and he's still optimistic, but he says we'll have to see what happens. Go ahead and play Trump cut three for me, Melissa. If you, uh, is it not up there? (laughs) The IG report is a very important report. Uh, If what I read is correct, I read it in your newspaper. If what I read is correct... uh, Oops, that's the wrong cut. I'm sorry. That would be uh, a little disappointing. That goes a Trump... I meant to say Trump cut two. Go ahead and play Trump cut two. I had that one. Yeah, that that was totally my fault. I'm going to send Kelly in to beat you in the head for that. (laughs) I will not do that. Don't worry about it. This is like Steve Harvey at the Miss Universe pageant last night. Miss Columbia. Our relationship with Kim Jong-un is really good, but that doesn't mean he he won't uh, abide by the agreement we signed. You have to understand, you have to go look at the first agreement that we signed. It said he will denuclearize. That's what it said. Uh, I hope he lives up to the agreement, but we're going to find out. 
Well, we haven't really determined that yet. I do think it's a uh, problem, uh, but it's a problem that Germany's going to have to work out for themselves. Maybe for Germany it won't be a problem. I hope it's not, actually, but we'll be talking about So President Trump kind of being soft on North Korea, basically saying the relationship is still good. They're supposed to denuclearize. Nothing seems to have happened on that front yet. Now, Trump tweeted over the weekend. He said, Kim Jong-un is too smart and has far too much to lose. Everything, actually. If he acts in a hostile way, he signed a strong denuclearization agreement with me in Singapore. North Korea, under the leadership of Kim Jong-un, has tremendous economic potential, but it must denuclearize as promised. NATO, China, Russia, Japan, and the entire world is unified on this issue. I got to tell you, there's a part of me that wants to get back to the fire and fury talk by Trump, (laughs) that we could rain fire and fury on them if they don't shape up. Because obviously, you know, I was cautiously optimistic about the peace talks between them, but obviously it's not working. Oh, so naive. You know, I think think Kim Jong-un is passive aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he pretends like, okay, everything's okay. And then on the other hand, he's shooting Uh missiles at you. You know what? I got to guess that his sudden tantrum is the result of being offered substantial bribes by the Democrats. Just, you know, to... You know, with no. another Trump. Uh, Melissa, <laughs> wow, please. No, but I mean, there were some good things that happened. They got rid of a lot of their propaganda against the U.S. and the country. And uh, they had um, got not done any nuclear tests, as far as I understand, and stopped doing a lot of their test before but it seems like things are getting worse again no testing but we have had reports that they are building up their nuclear facilities yeah well yeah yeah and yesterday they had this what they called peaceful satellite test <laughs> for their peaceful space program now inspector you, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously guys I, I was kidding about the democrats but i really think that this little kim hasn't been in the uh the spotlight for a little while so he starts throwing his toys around when the grown-ups don't pay any attention to him yeah that's just why is ukraine getting all the pub <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> You know, when it comes to Kim Jong-un, that might be correct. You never know. The way he is. He's not an ideologue or anything. He just probably just wants attention. He's a me-a-logue. Yeah, (laughs) exactly right. Alan Spector, you have more news coming up. The Pensacola shooting investigated as terrorism and a big NFL comeback at Tampa. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes, 7 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Welcome back to the 50,000 watt front porch where you can count on us to update the latest in news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yappy. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the investigation continues into the Pensacola Navy base shooting. More in one minute. And impeachment hearings continue as well. We'll discuss next. 703 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien says 
The deadly shooting at Naval Air Station Pensacola appears to be a terrorist attack. I, I don't want to prejudge the investigation, but it appears that this may be someone that was radicalized, uh, whether it was here or, uh, you know, it's, it's unclear if he's got any ties to any other organizations. On CBS's Face the Nation, O'Brien said it's not yet known if the Saudi military officer accused of killing three people Friday was acting alone. The FBI is working under the presumption that the shooting is an act of terrorism. We are looking very hard at uncovering his motive. FBI special agent in charge Rachel Rojas confirmed the shooter who died at the scene was a second lieutenant in the Royal Saudi Air Force. Rojas says he used a Glock handgun that he bought legally at a gun store earlier in the year. Escambia County Sheriff David Morgan says folks in the Pensacola area are left with many questions and anger after the shooting at the Naval Air Station. Sheriff David Morgan says the community often supported Saudi nationals, but this tragedy might change that. It will be a very long time before this community, the military and the civilian community, gets over this because we are an open, giving, and loving people. And that has been betrayed. And Governor Ron DeSantis said the shooting could have been prevented by a better vetting process. Yeah, it's something we talked about earlier, and we'll take calls on it in Open Mind Monday in the 8 o'clock hour. All right, this news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A search is underway to find a suspect responsible for a stabbing at a Burger King in Daytona Beach. Police say an employee was stabbed yesterday afternoon inside the restaurant on North Nova Road. The victim was taken to the hospital as a non-emergency patient, but there's no word on the extent of their injuries. The suspect ran away and remains on the loose. A man is dead after a motorcycle crash in Lake County. That happened yesterday morning on County Road 561 at Bruce Hunt Road. The Florida Highway Patrol says Kenneth Costa of Mineola turned his motorhome left into the path of the motorcyclist and the two collided. The motorcyclist was wearing a helmet, but he died at the scene and an investigation is underway. In Connecticut, a man is facing charges after his Tesla on autopilot rammed the back of a state police car over the weekend. Troopers were responding to a disabled vehicle stopped in the center lane when the Tesla hit the cruiser and the stalled vehicle. No serious injuries were reported. In the NFL on Sunday, the Buccaneers scored the final 17 points of the game to rally past the Indianapolis Colts 38-35 at Tampa. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians on another comeback win. What's well, a damn good thing I'm a young, healthy man. <laughs> As coaching the nicest team in the league is tough. We just love spotting 15, 17 points to the other team, then come back and beat them. At East Rutherford, New Jersey, a 44-yard field goal as time expired lifted the Jets to a 22-21 victory over the Miami Dolphins. And at Jacksonville, the Los Angeles Chargers ran roughshod over the Jaguars 45-10. WFLA News Time is 7.07. Nearly 300,000 people signed a petition to remove Michael Vick as a captain in Orlando's Pro Bowl. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. What, what was it because of his past crimes? Yeah, his uh, dog fighting. A dog okay. thing, yeah. It, I was like, is there something new or it was because of that? No, the old ones. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Uh, you can find that again at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Well, the House Judiciary Committee on Saturday released a report explaining what they think are the constitutional grounds for the impeachment of President Trump. 
Of course, that report came after Speaker Pelosi announced on earlier last week that the House would be moving forward with drafting formal articles of impeachment. There's something in this report, though, that I find very interesting, and we'll discuss that next. But first, we have to discuss your chance possibly to win some money. Yeah, again, we want to make you a millionaire. Be listening about one hour from now for the next keyword. Text that keyword to 200-200, and if you're chosen, you'll have a chance to match a four-digit code. Match that code, you win $1 million. Don't match it, you still get a consolation prize of $100. The Million Dollar Holiday Contest continues in one hour from News Radio WFLA Orlando. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It's 7.08. Here is one of the top stories for you right now. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler is confident in the impeachment case against President Trump. The New York Democrat tells CNN State of the Union he believes they have a very rock-solid case. Nadler added, if presented to a jury, would be a guilty verdict in about three minutes flat. Okay. Uh, Nadler also said he will not be granting Republicans' request to have witnesses like California Representative Adam Schiff testify because the testimony would not be relevant. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Well, the Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee on Saturday released a report outlining the constitutional grounds for impeachment. The latest sign of the committee gearing up for the impeaching impeachment of President Trump ahead of a key hearing today. What's really interesting about this report as I'm reading through it is it, it reads like basically a lecture. Like um, if you were a student in a class and they're trying to convince people basically that they don't need certain things for impeachment. We're learning here. that Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions that... Well, you need a specific crime for impeachment and you need to have all this other stuff for impeachment. And they're like, you really don't need that under the Constitution. And my first thought was, if they're really having to go through all this to try to convince people that you don't need all that for impeachment, it sounds to me like they kind of have a weak case that they're broadening this out to include many different things that they say are impeachable because they don't have a specific crime here. Like they tried to say bribery or extortion or quid pro quo. Now they're just basically saying abuse of power. And you go through the report and it's just kind of this list on what things could mean and could not mean. And I'm thinking they're really stretching to try to convince the American people that they're allowed to do this. And in one sense, they're right because all you need is a majority of votes to actually do the impeachment. Like they don't have that. Do they? I mean... Well, I don't know. It seems like they do if Nancy Pelosi made the, that announcement. Mm. But in order to convict in the Senate, you need a supermajority. And they can't get more than 50% of the American people to support this. It seems very partisan. And it seems very thin, kind of like what Turley, Jonathan Turley, was saying last week right? to them. You know, that if they're having to go through all this to try to convince people that there's an impeachable offense here... Maybe their case isn't as strong as they're laying it out. Now, Jerry Nadler, who's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, 
Over the weekend, uh, he was talking about why he believes there's enough evidence. Here he is. The central allegation, it's all of a pattern. The central allegation is that the president put himself above his country several times, that he sought foreign interference uh, in our elections several times, uh, both for 2016 and 2020, that he sought to cover it up all the time, and that he continually violated his oath of office, and that all this presents a pattern that poses a real and present danger to the integrity of the next election, which is one reason why we can't just wait for the next election. I've noticed more Democrats using the words real and present danger. Have you noticed that? That seems to be the new thing. They keep shifting. There's a memo on their... words. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. For a while, it's extortion. Well, it was quid pro quo. Then it moved to extortion. Then it moved to bribery. Crimes, yeah. Then it was abuse of power. Now it's mm-hmm. real and present danger. <laughs> I love it. I've noticed that. You know, Michael, I straddle in the middle for most parts. I'm conservative on some things, not so much in others. But I got to tell you, I really think Pelosi's dead in the water no matter what. She's got to impeach now, but mm-hmm. she also knows the Senate's going to tear the Democrats a new bump. Yeah, I mean, all the evidence seems to suggest that. Even Lindsey Graham over the weekend was like, we're going to make this a quick trial because this is dangerous for the country, is well, what he said. I actually agree with him. Further, if it does get into the Senate, I think Obama's butt's going to be swaying in the wind, too. I mean, it could get really Maybe. ugly. Democrats. I don't know. We were hopeful of that kind of stuff, and then nothing ever happens. Well, they let their anger get the better of them. They lost their heads over the orange bad man. And if you look into the eyes of Schiff, you can see he's desperate. And in the eyes of Nadler, and like you just, you know, he already knows the futility of this whole thing. And if you look into Pelosi's eyes, you can see all the way back to the inside of her skull. So I'm. (laughs) (laughs) It is a scary thing when you have to look into Pelosi's eyes, but. You know, another thing I noticed as well is all of a sudden they want to include parts of the Mueller report. And well, this is they're saying it's a part of a pattern. So even though the Mueller report basically said that there was no criminal conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia, they're still going out there and saying Trump colluded with the Russians. They're still putting that narrative out there with all of this, even though the Mueller report basically said, no, 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 not so much. So I'm going to play a voice of reason on this. I actually thought Representative Matt Gates was pretty good on this yesterday. We'll get to that next, but I want to take your calls as well. Is this more proof, this report that came out, is it more proof that the Democrats' case on impeachment is pretty weak? 407-916-5400. You can also text to 23680 where standard message and data rates apply. 718 right now on Good Morning Orlando. Got another one of the top stories for you right now. The family of the UPS driver killed in a police shootout in South Florida is criticizing the officers involved. Frank Ordonez was one of the four people killed in last week's gun battle in Miramar between law enforcement and two alleged robbers. Ordonez's stepfather said yesterday his son's death was murder and police should have stopped it. He also said police should have used a SWAT team, hostage negotiators, or snipers to ensure a different outcome. I think a lot of you might actually agree with that. And if you do, you can call for Open Mind Monday in the 8 o'clock hour. Also have the top stories every 10 minutes on News Radio WFLA Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So we have more impeachment hearings today. Apparently... Today's is weird because all they're doing is basically reading the Intel Committee's report 
which we can already read. It's already out there for everyone to read, but they're basically bringing that in and saying, oh, here's the report from their committee. Here's our report. Impeach! So I don't know when they're actually going to do this vote. And it's interesting that when you ask, when the media asked Nadler or Schiff if they're going to vote for impeachment, they're still kind of cagey on it. They're still not really willing to say they're absolutely going to do it. They seem to be laying the groundwork for it, and Nancy Pelosi seems like it's going to happen. But it's interesting that they're cagey. But they, the Judiciary Committee put out a report on Friday. It goes into detail about the history behind the impeachment clause in the Constitution. You know, like I told you, it reads like a college lecture. Like, this is what impeachment means so the American people can understand it, which to me says they're really trying to sell it. A report was first produced during the Nixon impeachment inquiry and updated during the Clinton impeachment inquiry in the 1990s. Democrats say that those reports no longer reflect the best available learning on impeachment and have been updated. Very, very interesting. You know, Mm -hmm. another thing that's kind of interesting is we're not getting a whole lot of response on this story. You know, the text lines and calls and stuff. Because we're impeached out. I think a lot of people are. Yes. And I, I think that's another reason this is not a good sign for the Democrats, because I don't think this is just <laughs> Republicans that feel this way. I think when you look at independents and stuff, yeah, they're, they're not moving the needle in their direction. Yeah, I went to Wally World this weekend and I saw that impeachment for dummies book. It was a coloring book with crayons. <laughs> yeah, oh <my> God. <laughs> that's basic. <laughs> Oh, we should we should make that. That would be that would be fun. That would be that, fun. Yeah. Make a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, someone who was kind of a voice of reason on all of this over the weekend, Representative Matt Gates from Florida. He was on ABC's This Week, and he was asked if Trump was in the wrong in trying to seek Ukraine to help hurt Joe Biden politically. His answer here was a good one. I reject the premise of the question, and that's what the president was doing. I think the president was acting on his sincere, longly held view and, and skepticism of foreign aid. I think he was acting on concern about Ukraine being the third most corrupt country in the world. And I think he was also reflecting specific concern about this Biden connection to Burisma. And remember, it was George Kent, a witness called by the Democrats, who came forward and said, we were so worried about Burisma that our own embassy had to pull out of a public-private partnership that they were engaged in. I think what he said there is the second biggest problem that Democrats have that there were legitimate concerns there when it comes to Ukraine. They're trying to prove that in Trump's mind, all he cared about was getting Joe Biden. That's very, very difficult to prove. And like I said, and like Matt said, there was other legitimate concerns that are very, very reasonable when it comes to that country. So it's going to be hard for Democrats to prove specifically this was all just about getting Biden and hurting him politically. Now, Gates was also talking about here how he feels like the Democrats are really just hypocrites when it comes to impeachment generally. But what is so dizzying, George, is the evolving standard for impeachment from Democrats. Through most of 2019, Nancy Pelosi said she opposed impeachment, not because the Mueller facts weren't strong enough in her view, but because it wasn't bipartisan. She set the standard of bipartisanship for impeachment. The only thing that's changed now is that we're moving into an election year and she's willing to pursue a partisan impeachment. And you look back to 1998, Jerry Nadler, our chairman, was saying that uh, it was ripping votes asunder to pursue a partisan impeachment. 
impeachment, and no impeachment would be legitimate if it was primarily supported by one party and opposed by another. This impeachment is exclusively supported by Democrats in Congress. It's not just that Democrats can't persuade people like me who support the president. They can't even persuade Republicans like Will Hurd, who are critics of the president, to support this impeachment. So they continue to move the goalposts. And my friend Zoe Lofgren, one of the nicest people in Congress, she compared the impeachment in 1998 to fascism, George, fascism. Now, I don't think that history looks kindly on the 1998 impeachment, and I certainly don't think it will look kindly on the inevitable impeachment of the, pre of the president today. Very interesting stuff. I actually think he made a lot of sense. Now, that's another problem for Democrats, what he said there. I had said that the second biggest problem is they can't point to a specific crime. They have to look at Trump's mind. I think the biggest problem Democrats have, though, and I've said this for a while now, is that they've been talking about impeachment since Trump was inaugurated. So it doesn't seem like they have as much credibility now, even if there was something there, because it just seems like you ask everyday independent voters are like, haven't they been trying to do this for three years now? What's the difference here? That's the biggest issue, I think, when it comes to all of this. Alan Spector, are you going to watch the impeachment hearings today on your new big screen TV that that you got? Yeah, is that what you? <laughs> I don't have a new TV. What Super are you, Bowl party. What inspectors. are you talking about? <laughs> Quiet. Ixnay on the Igbevite. Um, you do have more news coming up, though. Yeah, more on the impeachment hearings continuing on Capitol Hill, mm -hmm. which I might or might not watch on <laughs> some kind of device. Oh boy! And SpaceX makes its delivery. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere and. Traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Oh, geez. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I don't know. I, th I think this is Melissa's favorite Christmas song. Like Oh, this is the happy filling up her bud. <laughs> you should see the look on Alan Spector's face right now as he listens to this song. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have a story about death and destruction leading off the news. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Coming out of that. Uh -huh. you, yours is just on impeachment and stuff. Yeah, as you've been talking about, Michael, the House Judiciary Committee will hold another hearing this morning as the panel prepares to draft articles of impeachment against President Trump. On CBS's Face the Nation, California Democrat Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, explained why he believes the impeachment process is crucial. This is precisely the kind of conduct the founders were most concerned about when they provided the remedy of impeachment. That is, that a president of the United States would abuse his power uh, to seek foreign intervention in our affairs and do so in a way that threatens the ordinary mechanism of removing a president, and that is an election. From the Republican side, Texas Senator Ted Cruz is calling the House impeachment inquiry a kangaroo court. They're going to impeach, not because they have the evidence, but because they hate the president want to do the election. Appearing on NBC's Meet the Press, Cruz dismissed allegations House Democrats have made against President Trump and characterized the continuing impeachment inquiry as a baseless partisan attack. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Co-workers are mourning the loss of a South Florida UPS driver. A vigil was held last night for Frank Ordonez, killed in a police shootout last week in Miramar after he was taken hostage by two robbery suspects. The 27-year-old was a father of two, and a GoFundMe account set up for his family has raised almost $200,000. A man is dead after an apparent drowning at New Smyrna Beach. 
The unidentified Edgewater resident was pulled from the water yesterday afternoon off South Atlantic Avenue. He was taken to the hospital, but he was pronounced dead on arrival. Beach Safety Ocean Rescue says the man was swimming about a mile from the closest lifeguard tower. The SpaceX Dragon capsule launched aboard a Falcon 9 rocket from the Cape last Thursday. Drops off its cargo. Special delivery from Elon Musk's SpaceX. The private space exploration company arrived at the International Space Station Sunday, dropping off a robot, worms, and super muscular mighty mice. The robot comes with the ability to sense emotions of the astronauts on board. The more than 100,000 worms are for an agricultural test, the mice for a bone experiment. The delivery from SpaceX also includes gifts for the six people working at the station. Ann Carrick, Fox News. Wasn't Mighty Mouse like a cartoon character? Yeah, here I come to save the day. Mighty Mouse is on the way. <laughs> You're supposed to sing it. Here I come to save the day. Oh, there we go. Much better. Yeah, 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 remember yeah, yeah. Andy Kaufman Andy with Kaufman lip sync that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the new Disney animated feature Frozen 2 remains the top movie in the U.S. and Canada, earning nearly $35 million in its third week in theaters. The all-star murder mystery comedy Knives Out is second with $14 million. Coming in third, Ford versus Ferrari. Elsewhere. Well, I'm sorry to report that. Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. You see, over the weekend, somebody ate that banana that was sold for big money at a South Florida art exhibit. Italian artist Maurizio Catalan duct-taped a banana to the wall at Miami Art Basel and called it Comedian. Comedian sold for $120,000 to a French art collector. On Saturday, a New York artist walked up to the so-called work of art and ate the banana. Performance artist David Datuna named his stunt Hungry Artist. <laughs> he slipped away nice. before security could arrive. The museum's director said like the banana that. will be replaced, and now we have an update. Uh, the banana will be replaced? Well, yeah, the uh, the banana was gone and eaten. Then somebody showed up with a red lipstick and wrote, Epstein didn't kill himself. Epstein, Epstein, yeah, <laughs> no, that was the best. On that same wall. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yes. So the story continues. And banana just didn't <laughs> hang itself on the wall. Nope. Driving from New York to Los Angeles in just 27 hours. Sounds unheard of, but that's just what three guys did. They disguised their car to evade police for a record cannonball run, beating the previous record by nearly 90 minutes. They averaged 103 miles per hour while roaming through 13 states. The cross-country trip clocked in at 2,800 miles. And get this, they only got pulled over after the run when they were finally driving the speed limit. Wait, really? They were headed to Denny's to celebrate, and the cop let them go. Why were they pulled over then if they were driving the speed limit? I, I don't know. Um, they have like a tail light out. That maybe, would... they, maybe the cops finally got word and caught uh, up to them. Was... There you go. I was about to say, did they just have like a tail light out? That would be such a big bummer mm -hmm. if that was the reason you ended up getting pulled over. And finally, the actress featured in a commercial for the exercise bike Peloton is back and poking fun at the ad that has stirred up a lot of controversy. Michael, you were talking about this last week. Mm -hmm. Some on social media took issue with the ad that featured a husband buying the pricey Peloton bike for his wife as a gift. Okay, you ready? Yes. Now. A Peloton? Give it up for our first time riding. Right. 
first ride. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Let's do this. Actor Ryan Reynolds has now recruited actress Monica Riz, Ruiz for the ad for an ad for his aviation gin. In it, Ruiz looks shaken as she stands at a bar with a couple of friends. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the same actress from the yeah. Peloton commercial. Uh, she's at the bar, and she then offers a toast. To new beginnings. To, to new, new beginnings. She then proceeds to down the entire <laughs> martini. Yep. There you go. It's going to be a fun night. And after Reese finishes off a second martini, the ad ends with a jab at her previous gig with one of her friends saying, You look great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Ryan oh, Reynolds. Genius. Outstanding response. <laughs> find these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. Elsewhere. With Al Inspector. Sound judgment coming up next. We have tickets to the Lake Ridge Winery. Uh, call right now, 407-916-5400 for Sound Judgment. We have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is Good Morning Orlando. Another one of the top stories for you right now, White House National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien says the deadly shooting at a U.S. Navy base in Pensacola has all the hallmarks of a terrorist attack. On CBS's Face the Nation, O'Brien said it's not yet known if the Saudi military officer was accused of killing three people Friday acted alone he added he doesn't want to prejudge the investigation, but it seems the suspect may have been radicalized. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. It's the most wonderful time. Ah, yes, it is. The most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And we're going to make it even more wonderful for you this time of the year with a great prize if you get the sound judgment question right. And Kelly is here today. Yes. He's going to tell you what that prize is. Yes, today we have a full pack of tickets to the annual Wine and Chocolate Festival at Lake Ridge Winery, happening December 13th to the 15th, that's this weekend. Our annual Wine and Chocolate Festival is without a doubt one of our most popular festivals of the year. For more info, at uh, lakeridgewinery.com. I can almost guarantee that most guys that are listening right now that have a wife or a girlfriend, your wife or girlfriend wants to go. Peloton, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's oh. no Pelotons at this festival. Okay. All right, here's a sound judgment question. In 2003, the Christmas movie Elf, starring Will Ferrell, was released in theaters. Believe it or not, the budget for that movie was just $33 million. I want you to listen to a clip from that movie, then use your sound judgment to tell me the to the closest million how much money Elf made at the box office to the closest million how much money did that movie Elf make at the box office? Here's the clip. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. I can't believe that movie came out in 2003. I, was, I can't believe he's been around that long, but definitely a Christmas favorite. To the closest million, how much money did that movie make at the box office? Sound judgment, 
916-5400. We have some open lines. Let's go to line two. Line two to the closest million. How much did that movie make at the box office? 110, 110 million. No, no. Actually, quite a bit more than that, believe it or not. Yeah, quite a bit more, which is amazing because it was only shot with a budget of $33 million, but more than $110 million. Let's go to line three. Line three. How much do you think it made? 220 million. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, I said to the closest million. That is not right. So let's go to, that was as close as you Wait, can I'm get. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, let's go to line four. Line four. That guy was very, very close, but how much to the closest million? 123 million. No, 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 no. no. The guy, the last caller said 220 million. That's about as close as you can get without getting wrong. Let's go to uh, line one. Line one. 223 million. Oh, no. You guys are really close. 220 million was really, really close. Let's go to line two. Line two. 200 million. No, 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 no. <laughs> 220 million was very, very close. You're almost there. Let's go to line three. Line three. How much? 300 million. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I feel like they're not listening to me, Melissa. Two hundred and twenty million. It was really close to the closest. Come on, do the prices right on us? Just go up. <laughs> I know. Let's go to line four. Line four. How much? One seventy-three. What is happening? You get nothing. <laughs> you lose. Let's go to line one. Line one. Okay, I'm back. Let's try this again. Two hundred and twenty-one million. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was giving so many hints. I was hints. the one that said two twenty. I was the one that said two twenty. Oh, and you got back on the line. Oh well, I'll I give it to you. Somehow, somehow we gave him another one. All right, yeah. Congratulations, you were as close as you could get. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on a whole. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Alex from Waterford. Alex from Waterford. I'm gonna put you on hold. Uh, for effort, I mean, he gets an A for effort. Calling back. Uh, wow. Let's go to <laughs> uh, Kelly's. Going to tell you I can get those uh, tickets. Congratulations, my friend. We have the Rush Morning Update in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well. In two minutes, this is Good Morning Orlando. Got some sports news for you right now. The Magic are in Milwaukee to battle the Bucks tonight. Orlando has won four in a row after Friday's 93-87 victory over the Cavs in Cleveland. Meanwhile, the Bucks have won 14 in a row. We update the top stories every 10 minutes on WFLA. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. And welcome back to the Monday edition of Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Melissa Fox is here producing. Kelly is screening her calls at 407-916-5400. Alan Spector has news at the top and bottom of the hour. Present. Yes, I'm taking attendance here. Bud Hedinger. Is Bud Hedinger here? 
No, he's not. No. Nope. No. no. <laughs> Sorry. He's at home sulking because his Patriots lost. Hey, hey. It's got to be what it is. <laughs> um, by the way, next hour, even though Bud's not here, we're still going to take calls on any topic for Open Mind Monday. A lot of things going on in the news, actually. We have that terrorist attack in Pensacola. People are still wondering how he was able to get the gun on the base. We can talk about that. How should we respond to Saudi Arabia? President Trump got some criticism. Uh, they felt like he wasn't tough enough on them. Well, then how should he respond? We also been talking about impeachment. And, of course, the inspector general's report on possible FISA abuses and FBI abuses comes out today. That's other big news. Another interesting topic here in Florida is the incident uh, in uh, South Florida last week where the uh, police mm-hmm. uh, wound up shooting a UPS driver and an innocent bystander as they also apprehended and shot and killed two robbery suspects. Yeah, and family members feel like it's the police's fault that the UPS driver got killed. Um, and so a lot of people feel like the police really well, didn't handle that situation correctly, just well, having a shootout on the highway. Until they do ballistics, though. They yeah, won't know. That's but, true. you know, when you look at uh, the video, I mean, supposedly there were like 200 rounds exchanged in this yeah. gun battle, and it's taking place right in the middle of a highway yeah. with, uh, you know, uh, cars and, and trucks. Cars, yeah. Yes, and that's and that's one of the people who were killed. He just A guy was just in the wrong place exactly. in his car, stopped because of what was going on. So if you want to weigh in on that, if you have, uh, if you think the police were wrong or think the police had no choice but to act the way they did, you can call for Open Mind Monday, 407-916-5400. Uh, We also have more news coming up. The investigation continues at Naval Air Station, Pensacola, and the Bucks come from way behind. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8.01 on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Monday morning here on the 50,000-watt front porch where we always update the latest in news, weather, and traffic right here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Filling in for Bud today, this is Yaffe. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the Pensacola shooting investigated as terrorism. More in one minute. Open mind Monday. You can call or text on the topic of your choice for the full hour. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The FBI is working under the assumption that the deadly shooting at Naval Air Station Pensacola was an act of terrorism. Special agent in charge Rachel Rojas confirmed the shooter's identity. He's a 21 year old second lieutenant in the Royal Saudi Air Force who was a student. Naval flight officer. Authorities believe the gunman acted alone in killing three people and wounding eight others. Federal agents are interviewing his classmates and anybody else who knew him. Secretary of Defense Mark Esper says the Pentagon is reviewing the vetting process for an exchange program for foreign nationals that admitted the Saudi officer. Why is that important? Not just because of safety, but overall, these types of programs, exchanges, are very important to our national security. On Fox News Sunday, Esper said one of the first things he did was put out an advisory to all of the military bases in the U.S. He asked them to begin a review of what the screening procedures are with regard to foreign nationals coming into the country. 
Governor Ron DeSantis agrees that is needed. To have this individual be able to take out three of our sailors, um, you know, to me that's unacceptable, and I think it could have been prevented with better vetting. DeSantis said the shooter left a lengthy social media trail and had a deep-seated hatred of the United States. Yeah, that was a big topic for us, uh, has been a big topic throughout the show. If you uh, have any comments on that, you can call for Open Mind Monday. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A man is dead after a shooting in Volusia County. Deputies say the unidentified victim was shot last night on East High Banks Road in DeBerry. No arrest has been announced. There's no word on a motive. A girl is hurt after an accidental shooting in Brevard County. Titusville police say the nine-year-old was shot by an older sibling during target practice in the woods off State Road 407 on Saturday. The girl's in critical condition. A 34-year-old relative was arrested for allegedly providing the children with guns and leaving them unsupervised. At least five people are dead after a massive eruption of a volcano off the coast of New Zealand today. A number of people are missing and several are injured. A tour group from a cruise ship was on White Island when the volcano erupted. In the NFL Sunday, it was a huge comeback by the Bucks, who scored the last 17 points of the game to edge the Colts at Tampa 38-35. Bucks quarterback Jameis Winston threw three more interceptions, but he also passed for four touchdowns and ran for another. Winston says they never gave up and fought hard for the win. The fact that our coaches believe in us, man, they really do. They really, we're not on the sideline like, oh, here we go again. It's like, hey, how can we do this? How can we win this game? And, uh, and I think that I, the teammate, my teammates, man, they did a great job of just being resilient and, and, and fighting. Sam Ficken booted a 44-yard field goal as time expired to lift the New York Jets past the Miami Dolphins 22-21 to at East Rutherford, New Jersey, by the way. All 21 points by the Dolphins came on field goals. Seven field goals. Wow. And Phillip Rivers passed for three touchdowns as the Los Angeles Chargers surged past the Jaguars 45-10 to at Jacksonville. WFLA News Time is 8.08. Taxpayers are on the hook after a typo overvalued a Utah home by nearly $1 billion. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Just a billion? Missed it by that much. (laughs) Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Yes, and it's that time of the week when you take over the show. You can call or text on the topic of your choice. I mean, if you want to call on impeachment, if you want to call on the terrorist attack, if you want to call and talk about how terrible the Patriots are, you can do all of those things. Really? Really? Or if you're still upset about the Peloton bike commercial. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would like some calls on that. I want to know if there were any uh, wives out there who would be upset if their husband got them a Peloton and why 407-916-5400 and also text to two, three, six, eight, zero where standard message and data rates apply. But Alan has some news that uh, will definitely not make you upset because you have a chance to win some money. Yeah. Enough to afford a Peloton bike. Yeah. We want to make you a millionaire. Listen in moments for the keyword text that keyword to 200, 200. If you're chosen, you'll have a chance to match a four digit code Match that code, you win $1 million. If not, you get a consolation prize of $100. 
It's the Million Dollar Holiday Contest in moments from News Radio WFLA Orlando. We're just two minutes away from an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. It is 8 right now. Here's one of the top stories for you. The House Judiciary Committee holds another impeachment hearing this morning. Lawmakers will hear testimony from the top Democratic and Republican attorneys on the Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. The Intel panel recently held five days of hearings. Trump is accused of abusing his power by leveraging aid to get Ukraine to announce an investigation of Democrats. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. And it is that time of the week once again where we take calls and texts on the topic of your choice. Uh, lots of different things you could talk about, but it can be anything you want to talk about. Uh, just call 407-916-5400 or text to 23680. And let's go to the phones right now. George in Deland. George, what did you want to discuss this morning? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, I I um, was wondering about this shooter in Pensacola. Uh, he bought a handgun, mm-hmm. supposedly legally, right? Where it, if you're from Ohio or New Jersey, you cannot purchase a handgun in Florida. And if he did it legally, he had to go through FDLE and the FBI. Dick's check. So I don't understand how this guy bought a gun, a handgun anyway, in Florida because I used to work for a, a federal firearms license dealer and we never sold to anybody out of state on a handgun. And even some long guns are restricted in certain states like California and Illinois. So I don't know I don't know how this guy got the gun. If, if there's a loophole somewhere, then they need to close it. Yeah, well, I mean, Governor Ron DeSantis agrees with you on that last part, that apparently there is a federal loophole uh, that allows foreign nationals to get a gun. I think it has something to do with hunting. So they're allowed to get it for hunting yeah, purposes. Not a, not a handgun. You can get a long gun if you're a foreign hmm. you know, national, but you can't get a handgun. And if that's the case, then... That's that's not right. You got people that live in the United States that come from other states that can't buy a handgun in Florida. Yeah. So. Um, so. I mean, I completely agree with you. This is the senator said that uh, you know the Second Amendment applies to we the American people to keep and bear arms. It does not apply to Saudi Arabians. And you said you worked. You said you worked for a gun store. Is that was that correct? Yeah, I, I work for Gander Mountain in Lake Mary, and uh, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm very familiar with 4473 form that you have to fill out for the right. ATF. And but the thing is, as a matter of fact, I was a witness in a federal case. A guy was coming down from New Jersey, still had a a Florida driver's license. He was buying handguns here, and then taking them up to New Jersey, were obviously very restrictive on handguns up there. And uh, so he was selling them black market and uh, he's in prison now. Wow. The thing, the thing is, is 
if you can't come from New Jersey with a New Jersey driver's license and buy a handgun here, if you're a you know, foreign national from Saudi Arabia, how are you allowed to buy a handgun here? I, I don't well, understand I, that. And it, I think that pretty is sure it's really, called a loophole yeah, is what happened yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's actually a really good question. It is. I mean, how could a Saudi Arabian foreign national get a gun? Hunting season, if there Americans. Is, yeah, if there is a loophole, what he said is exactly right to say this as well, that loophole needs to be closed. Indeed. We're getting more calls and texts for Open Mind Monday. If you want to call and weigh in, 407-916-5400. By the way, coming up, I have some big time fun this holiday season Football. for you. Yes, postseason college football live right here in Orlando. Some of the country's best teams meet in the Camping World Bowl on December 28th and the Verbal Citrus Bowl on New Year's Day. For tickets and information, visit FloridaCitrusSports.com. Here's the games that you can watch. You can watch Alabama's, Alabama Crimson Tide and Michigan Wolverines on New Year's Day at 1 p.m. in downtown Orlando. Also watch Notre Dame and Iowa State on Saturday, December 28th at noon in downtown Orlando. Those are really big college football games, both here in Orlando, both at the Camping World Stadium. For tickets and information, what you want to do is visit Ticketmaster.com or CampingWorldBowl.com. Definitely want to get your tickets right now. More calls and texts next. And Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. Got an update for you right now out of the news. Out of New Zealand, uh, there was a major volcanic eruption. And at least five people have died. And they say 25 are missing. And the local cops are expecting no survivors. 18 of an estimated 50 people were rescued from the island with police saying... Like I said, they no longer expect to find any survivors, any other survivors. The volcano suddenly erupted at 2.11 p.m. local time, sending a 12,000-foot plume of smoke and rock into the air. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Oh, this is nice. Nice, calm Christmas music from Melissa Fox. Actually, this is a really good song. I like it's Kenny song. G, yeah. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Merry Christmas, everyone, well. from us. <laughs> oh, you just wait, Spectre. You just wait, Spectre. Oh, man. All right, let's take some more calls for Open Mind Monday. Let's go to Mike in uh, Georgia, it says. Mike, how are you this yeah. morning? Doing great, listening to you guys on the iHeartRadio app. And, yeah. Uh, just about to making myself. No, I'm sorry. This is Tifton. I'm on my way up to Atlanta. Nice. All right, let's get it uh, straight. To... Let's get it nailed down. <laughs> where, where are you? Where are you for real? Come on. I'm, I'm on mile marker 62. How's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Good old. get much more exact than that. Good old mile marker 62. <laughs> Actually, it could have been longitude and latitude. Yeah, so, uh, true. over there somewhere. I, uh, I, I know where that's <laughs> Anyway. Mike, I, I know you want to talk about, about the impeachment. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. It's equal parts of vodka and peach schnapps, along with uh, <laughs> yeah. half a shot of rumplements. You mix it with a little cream, and you garnish it with an orange, just to make sure. And, but you have to stir it with a uh, with a straw 
so that the Democrats can suck it, and you make sure you keep drinking until you see 2020. Is the is oh. the orange representative of Donald Trump? Oh, no. Absolutely. It's there the you Donald go. Donald Trump impeachment. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate your call. We're going to have a ton of listeners trying to uh, make that drink now. I think yeah. the impeachment. And head for mile marker 62 in Georgia. <laughs> Woohoo! I, that was... That took me by surprise. I had no idea that's where he was going with that. A good call, though. Let's go to Raul in Orlando. Raul, you also want to talk about the Trump impeachment stuff. No, not really. Uh, I just want to talk about the pronunciation of a word that's been used a lot as a news lately. And some people pronounce it one way. Other people pronounce it a different way. I'm talking about the word inquiry oh, and inquiry. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the big I controversy it, of 2019 is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I say it should be inquiry, and I'm glad you say inquiry, and Alan Spector says inquiry, inquiry also. I don't know about Melissa, but it's inquiry. You inquire an inquiry. It's like the word require, requiring. A school require is requiring new books. So it's inquire and not inquiry, like a lot of people in the anchors and television say. They're incorrect. Huh. So <laughs> inquiry. That's yeah. a, that's a, I mean, that's a good enough explanation yeah. better than i've heard anywhere else well fun, yeah. fun and games raul but uh my dad owned a newspaper in nantucket called the inquirer and mirror so yes That's i correct. do say it correctly correct correct and i'm the guy that advocates for saying 407 not 407 oh you're the zero oh, guy yes <laughs> i remember him oh, I, remember. I can't forget that <laughs> raul thanks for your call thanks for your support on inquiry which i <laughs> that's what i've been saying the whole time yeah for i think like the first couple of days i went back and forth because apparently you can say it both ways like if you look it up they say it's either inquiry or inquiry yeah but i like you for some reason like to say inquiry that's because you like me hey <laughs> that, well i mean you're such a role model in my life alan specter that i i'm just going to repeat how you say it i take that very seriously <laughs> Um, by the way, I wanted to point out that we are on social media. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at PMOWFLA or just search Michael Yaffe. I'm also on Instagram to search Michael Yaffe. You know, I met someone on Saturday. I went with my girlfriend to her work Christmas party and someone knew me from the show. And every time I meet someone, they're like, you're, you're not how I pictured you. You know, you don't sa- you don't sound like a you don't look like I thought you did. <laughs> That's everybody whatever. says that. I you know, know. I know. You know, and and I'm as guilty of it as anybody. Even though I work in radio, uh, you know, it's it when you just hear a voice, you mm-hmm. form a picture in your head, whether it's correct or not. He was very disappointed when he met me. So, <laughs> so if you want to know what I look like, you can follow me on Instagram at Michael Yaffe, or you can follow the station on Instagram. At WFLA Orlando. Yeah, and if you have any messages for me, just send them to Yaffe and he'll pass them along. You can pass them to me too. That that works. That works. All right. I'm trying to stay incognito. (laughs) And you. And you, while being on the radio, keep it on the DL, you know, <laughs> broadcasting to many people on the radio. Right. That's very incognito. Shh, you don't know. <laughs> so, so uh, by the way, speaking of uh, messages, you have some news messages for the yeah, audience. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is really news at this point. We've been talking about it all morning, but another impeachment hearing yeah. is coming up, and the man behind beloved Sesame Street characters is gone. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 829. 
Melissa's favorite Christmas song. <laughs> I'd like to get serious for just a second here. Um, yeah, but we have more. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Morning Orlando. This is Yaffe filling in for Bud. Alan Spector, uh, do, you do have more news that's somewhat serious, an impeachment hearing today. The House Judiciary Committee holds another hearing this morning. Lawmakers will hear testimony from the top Democratic and Republican attorneys on the Intelligence and Judiciary Committees. House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler is confident in the impeachment case against President Trump. We have to consider the evidence, which shows overwhelmingly that the president put his own personal interests above the interests of his country. It shows that, uh, and the evidence is virtually uncontested. Nadler telling CNN's State of the Union he believes they have a very rock-solid case. He also said he'll not be granting Republicans' request to have witnesses like House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff testify because their testimony would not be relevant. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The family of the UPS driver killed in a police shootout in South Florida is criticizing the officers involved. Frank Ordonez was one of four people killed in last week's gun battle in Miramar between law enforcement and two alleged robbers. Ordonez's stepfather said yesterday his stepson's death was murder and police should have stopped it. A search is underway for a man responsible for a deadly shooting at a party for a teenager in Ocoee. The shooting took place Saturday night at Club Phoenix. Orange County deputies say Miguel Gonzalez was escorting a man out of a quinceañera when the man shot him. The 25-year-old Gonzalez died at the hospital. The shooter remains on the loose. You might not know his name, but you do know the characters he played. For nearly 50 years, he was the voice of Big Bird. Surprise! <laughs> and Oscar the Grouch. I love trash. Legendary puppeteer Carol Spinney died Sunday at his home in Connecticut. He was 85. Spinney, who suffered from dystonia, which causes involuntary muscle contractions, retired last year. He said before he came to Sesame Street in 1969, he didn't feel like what he was doing was very important. And Big Bird helped him find his purpose. Colleagues called him a kind and loving creative genius. Jay Metzler, Fox News. Now, I grew up watching Sesame Street. I don't know if you watched it as a kid, Alan, but... <laughs> sure, Grover. <laughs> uh-huh. No, but, uh, no I'm, I'm, sure uh, your, I'm sure your kids watched it. I'm yes, sure Alan up. watched it when he was a young father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, they have a, did they have a favorite character? Uh, I, you know, I think they liked Elmo quite a bit. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I was always a big fan of Big Bird. Uh-oh. He was probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the character is going to go on. Um, right. Well, but, yeah, his replacement was hired a year ago. Yeah, but it's you kind of feel like the heart and soul of the character mm-hmm. is gone. It's kind of like when yeah. um, Jim Henson died, yeah. even though we still have Kermit and the others. It's a little different. Not quite the same. Right. Personally, I like the Count because he liked the Count. Yes. Oh, 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 the oh. Count's a good one. Yeah. It's amazing how long he did it for, though. 50 years. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's incredible. The final four teams have been announced, and the college football playoff is set. LSU, the number one overall seed, will face Oklahoma in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta on December 28th, while Ohio State will host Clemson at the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale, Arizona the same day. The winners of each game will face off in the national championship game. That'll be in New Orleans on January 13th. The Sunshine State's college football teams are going bowling. 
Florida plays Virginia in the Orange Bowl. The uh, Florida State Seminoles take on Arizona State in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. And UCF takes on Marshall in the Gasparilla Bowl. You were so mad about FSU getting in that bowl game. You sure are, aren't you? Yeah, the Seminoles, I mean, they're 6-6 and on the season, and they Mm -hmm. finish up getting blown out by the Gators, their in-state rivals, and they're rewarded with a New Year's Eve bowl game. Yeah. Meanwhile, our Knights, Michael, are relegated to the Gasparilla Bowl. With, With Marshall. I agree. UCF, once again, not getting the respect it deserves. Same old story. Yep. WFLA News Time is 8.38. You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, including our griping about UCF. <laughs> Check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Our third hour continues now, Michael, on Open Mind Monday. And we have more calls and texts coming in for Open Mind Monday, and we'll get to those next. And, of course, we have Orlando's news, weather, and traffic as well in two minutes here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Another news update right now. President Trump has a warning for North Korea's leader. Don't make any hostile moves. On Twitter, Trump said Kim Jong-un has everything to lose if he acts in a hostile way. He said such action would void the special relationship between the two leaders. Trump's tweets come after North Korea's state-run news agency touted a very important test that took place at a satellite launch site. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Well, we had two callers. And they're gone. But I just got an email from Engineering that said, We are aware of the phone system issues and are working hard to resolve them. What? I have a feeling call driven show. I have a feeling that's why the phone callers all of a sudden disappeared. Sorry, guys. They're messing with something in engineering. I knew I wasn't going crazy over here. I knew it. No, you were having issues this morning, Kelly? Well, yeah, we had a couple callers earlier that dropped off as well out of nowhere. We had one Uh, person call back. So they might have reset something. So, yeah, if you can get through, go ahead and give us a call back. I apologize. For that, um, we did have some texts coming in. Yeah, we do. Um, go Actually, ahead, Melissa, if you want to um, read some. They were talking about the reading the uh, the reports today for the impeachment and the judiciary. Uh, this this texter said they're reading that report just to take the spotlight off the IG's report on FISA coming out today. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. We, we'll we'll talk more about that. Uh, report that's coming out in just a moment, but go ahead and read more text. Yeah, another one says, it certainly appears that gun control laws are designed solely to infringe upon the rights of and endanger law-abiding American citizens. Yeah, talking about the fact that that Saudi national was able to get a gun somehow seems to be some kind of federal loophole. And Raul called a couple, uh, about a half hour ago, and he was talking about how to pronounce inquiry. Yeah, he says inquiry is right. how you should do it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, someone texted in a more accurate pronunciation of inquiry is witch hunt. <laughs> yeah, is this nice. President Trump texting in right now on his phone? Because that sounds like Hugely. something uh, Trump would say. Uh, Kelly, were we able to get a call back? Yes, we got John waiting for us right now. Okay, nice. Let's go take his call. John in Titusville. Uh, what do you want to discuss this morning? Hey, good morning, Mike. Uh, I, I just have several questions about the, the shooting in uh, Pensacola. Mm-hmm. Um, there, as Melissa pointed out, there is a similarity between that and the 9-11. Um, most of those were Saudi Arabian nationals, right. and, and they just happened to be here learning to fly also. 
Um, yeah, although they were not a part of the military. They weren't being trained by our military or anything. No, no, they were not. But they were learning to fly. We're lucky that this guy did not get in the jet and take out more people. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. There are over 5,000 uh, uh, foreign nationals training with our military in this country. They need to be removed immediately. Uh, even if they are vetted, they can't be vetted. They, they are not continually vetted. Uh, obviously, this guy uh, got radicalized. We need to stop it immediately, just kick them out. And if we need to train them, train them in their country at their cost. You know, I was just going to say, John, that is a that is a really good point. Why, why do we train them here instead of over money. there? Money. Money. Is it the money issue? Money. It, it's absolutely a money thing. I, I have another question. Why was it Escambia Police Department is the one who took this guy out? Why? What, what's with the, the base uh, military security? The the that should never happen. An outside police department, th- th- those guys should have been the last there, not the first on the site. Mm. Um, yeah, and, aren't, isn't there usually military police that uh, is there to protect the base? One would think. Of course. Um, what my question is, here, here's the, the, the other conundrum we are in. Most military bases are gun-free zones, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Now, the military does have the right to take their, uh, you know, when you join the military, you give your rights away. But... Just as in the Pulse uh, night, nightclub, those people who oversee the security should be criminally responsible for this. And I mean the base commander should go up on criminal uh, charges for not keeping this base secure. Let, let some, uh, some big wigs go to jail for a long time, and then things will change, uh, I think. John, so, uh, you make, I mean, really, honestly, in my opinion, you make excellent points. I appreciate your call. I mean, he's saying that all the foreign nationals that are being trained here should be, uh, you know, deported, I guess, back to their own country immediately. And if we're going to do training, we should train them over there. Mm. I always kind of thought that's what we did. I always thought most of the training was over there. Now, we bring them over here. We take a lot of money for it. Most of these Saudi nationals are like uh, relatives of the king and the extended family. Mm. So they're a bunch of spoiled brats, basically. From what I understand militarily, they don't, they're not really good soldiers. They don't really care. They come, they get drunk. They throw away all of their, you know, mm. religious uh, tenants and pretty much have a good time. So. Like rum springo, whatever that well, is. Well, I mean, he makes some excellent points, the caller there, that we need a better vetting process. Um, we need to think about maybe training them over there. We need to figure out why in the world the base was not secure enough, why the military police wasn't able to get to them fast enough. And we need to maybe think about getting rid of gun free zones on bases. Well, that, yeah. I mean, they're not, how can they protect themselves? That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, they had the same problem with the Fort Hood shooting that happened a number of years ago, another right. terrorist attack where it was on a military base and those are actually gun-free zones, believe it or not. It seems kind of bizarre to think about that. But they are uh, more in just a moment in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. This is Good Morning Orlando. Final check of some sports news right now. The Magic are in Milwaukee to battle the Bucks tonight. Orlando has won four in a row after Friday's 93-87 victory over the Cavs in Cleveland. Meanwhile, the Bucks have won 14 in a row. So That's it's pretty be, good. Yeah, it's going to be a tough <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're all excited about the Magic's four in a row, and then you find out the Bucks have won 14 in a row. It's mm. going to be a tough game for them tonight. We update the top stories every 10 minutes every morning on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Saint Nick is And Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays from us at Good Morning Orlando. The other big news that's 
going to come out today, and we're going to talk more about it tonight on PM Orlando, 5 to 6 p.m. The Justice Department's internal watchdog is set to release a highly anticipated report today that is expected to document misconduct, including the deliberate falsification of at least one key document during the investigation into President Trump's 2016 campaign. At the same time, the report, as described by people familiar with the findings, is expected to conclude there was an adequate basis for opening one of the most politically sensitive investigations in FBI history. It began in secret during Trump's 2016 presidential run before then-special counsel Robert Mueller ultimately took it over. So they're actually going to conclude, according to what's out so far, and we haven't read the report yet, that it it was actually a necessary investigation. I know President Trump's going to disagree with that conclusion, and a lot of Republicans will as well. In fact, President Trump actually commented on this last week, talking about what he expects from this report. Here's what he said. The IG report is a very important report. Uh, if what I read is correct, I read it in your newspaper. If what I read is correct, uh, that would be uh, a little disappointing. But it was just one asset, one aspect of the report. We'll see what happens. We'll see it. It's coming out in a few days. I hear it's devastating. <laughs> so, yeah, that was from last was week. Was that a Freudian slip when he said asset? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, one person who's done a lot of reporting on this is Molly Hemingway from The Federalist. She also somewhat downplayed over the weekend, downplayed what they're going to find in this report. But she says why. Here it is. If it follows how his other reports have gone, it will probably include a lot of really damaging information about what the FBI and other parts of the Department of Justice were doing. But it probably won't come down very hard on the people who were doing it. And there's really good reason for that. Um, IGs are limited. They can only interview people who currently work for the agency that they serve. Uh, this is only about FISA abuse. It's not about the entire Russia probe. And then also, you know, for better or for worse, the FBI and other parts of Department of Justice have wide latitude in what they can do. So finding out definitively that someone um, has done something wrong or engaged in criminal wrongdoing, that's a pretty high standard. Now, she also admits, though, that she thinks people will be really upset if the report does not say certain things. Here she is. Well, I think people are so frustrated. We already know from reporting and from people's admissions that they've made under oath or otherwise, there was widespread surveillance of the Trump campaign. That involved wiretaps, human intelligence assets that were overseas, you know, informants on the campaign, national security letters. And if the IG comes out and says, yeah, that happened, but no big deal, I think people will be livid because they've been waiting for some kind of accountability. So we'll see what the report says today. By the way, um, this is only one report. There is a separate internal investigation that is ongoing, overseen by the Attorney General and led by U.S. Attorney John Durham. That investigation is criminal in nature, and Republicans may look to it to uncover wrongdoing that the Inspector General was not examining. So that's another aspect of all of this, and it's something, I mean, we don't know what the report exactly says as of yet. It's supposed to be released sometime today. And like I said earlier, it's something we're going to cover tonight on PM Orlando, which is 5 to 6 p.m. By the way, if you ever miss any of PM Orlando Live, you can catch the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. And the other podcast you want to catch is Alan's Elsewhere podcast. Please, please, Good please. morning, Orlando. Swear. This podcast, if you missed any of the show this morning, you can catch that podcast. 
And my other show, Beyond Reason Radio, I did one on Friday night. Really interesting. Definitely want to catch the podcast of that. You're giving yourself a good review? Yes, you did. <laughs> and he's trying to get to mine. Connection show also on uh-huh. iHeartRadio podcast. Connections mm. and the news thing also yeah, on the yeah. iHeartRadio podcast. Do you have fun today, Michael? I always have fun Alan. when I'm filling in for Bud. Don't worry, though, but but Alan's like, no, I didn't have any fun. But we'll be back tomorrow, but I will end the show just like Bud does. I had fun. God bless you, (laughs) and God bless America. I like fun. (laughs) See you tomorrow. Later.